Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. His last name, so <laughs> my, my deepest apology, sir. No, it's okay. It's actually why we decided to have nicknames, which is catchier and easier. Exactly, and and yours is away. So I yes. interviewed away from from the almighty brand of Boyvad, Boyvad. Uh, yep. So so he is a founding member of the Andrew of the Canadian metal band Boyvad. He has been a costly a, a costly member of the band since its formation in 1982. Away has is credited with the creation of the mythology of the of the post-apocalyptic vampire Lord Boyvad, uh, about which which the, the band originally co- constellated at, and is largely responsible for continuing science fiction themes. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great. Uh, things are exciting uh, for Voivod these days. Uh, we are refreshing the set list for an upcoming uh, European tour with Opeth. Uh, so ex- we are excited. Opeth, man. I haven't heard that name in years. So that's good, that's good that you uh, mentioned that because I was like, well, I, I, I'm not a big fan of them, but I did hear of them. And, and some of your stuff is amazing. So I'm, I'm so glad you're there. You know, I'm, I'm just glad we're getting back to like real life, you know, because I miss live concerts. Oh, and, yeah. And, for- uh, and uh, we, we got back to it, you know, seriously this year. We uh, went to USA, went to Europe, went to Mexico. We were afraid uh, nobody would show up, but people are really hungry for music, which yes. is great. Yeah, because yeah, I think everybody needs live music because music is, is a powerful tool, you know. Oh, man, I missed it so much because it's also a, a great way for me to um, get rid of the anxiety about this planet and all that. So playing drums for me is like a presto. So I'm, I really missed it. Yeah, because yeah, I, I saw a few concerts um, in the past few months and I and I just, yeah, I, I, I just had to see them, you know, I had to see whoever came by me. So, uh, so okay, so um, the band is is a creation of the mythology and post-apocalyptic vampire Lord Boyvard. Okay, so um, your band consistently is is based on science fiction, which is awesome. So, what is your favorite sci-fi movie ever 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 made? Oh, I think um, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that scared me the most was probably the Incredible uh, Shrinking Man when I was a kid. Um, uh, where the the guy goes through a radioactive cloud and starts shrinking and fights with a spider and all that, you know. Yeah. But I think it's just after uh, when I saw on TV uh, Colossus, the Forbidden Project, uh, where a, a, a giant computer in USA gets in touch with a giant computer in Russia and they take control of the planet with all the uh, nuclear arm, um, weapons and all that. So it was a pretty scary movie. But, you know, uh, uh, but uh, there were a few things like that that really um, 
had a strong impact, one of which was the Planet of the Apes uh, movies, the five movies, you know, uh, um, that really blew me away, the concept, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I've always been, I've always been so afraid of the alien movies. Alien, oh, yeah. alien really freaked me out, so. Yeah, the first alien movie changed, changed my art totally. Uh, and then uh, the uh, a bit after the early cyberpunk movies like Man Max, uh, Blade Runner, Brazil, uh, these are uh, these also uh, changed my art a lot. You know, you are an artist, just like you said, and uh, and I tried to get your get your art book um, on on because I, I I think I I don't I I think it was, I saw that everywhere. I don't think anybody can get your art book right now. Yes, uh, during the pandemic, I opened uh, an online store, uh, awayartpress.com, so I can make my uh, art books available, so people uh, can order order it from there. And I sign every book, I make a drawing, and, and I always uh, threw a couple of vintage stickers into the envelope as well. Well, I'm definitely going to order one for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, um, I, I purchased a book called And Just For art live and i noticed that you did the forward for that book for, for him and i thought that was amazing yeah. oh. yes i also collaborated to the first uh, justice for okay. art book as well and uh, that's great stuff yeah because yeah, i think he has like four books plus a life and i trying to try and get them all but he sold out <laughs> so i can't imagine <laughs> you know doing that so um so 40 years of boyvad um so did you think when you first started this band that it'll it'll be like this much popularity, you know, in 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 the Boyvad? Well, actually, oof, uh, no. At first, you know, um, it seemed impossible for me um, to think about a career uh, playing heavy metal music uh, because uh, we were like. Um, French-speaking kids from Northern Quebec, and it's only really um, when the first album, uh, Warren Pain, came out in 1984, it had a pretty good impact, and it's really where I uh, realized that um, we could make it, maybe, and uh, or at least try to make it. So that's where I dropped from university uh, to uh, to work on the band uh, more seriously, you know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, you know that um, Snake joined in um, January '83, so uh, starting uh, next year, we're gonna celebrate uh, the 40th anniversary big time with uh, with a book, a movie, um, some sort of greatest hits, and of course a very extensive world tour. So uh, yeah, things are great. Right, right. Well, um, you all toured with a lot of a lot of great bands, and one one band that I saw you've been touring with recently is uh, Gore. And I love Gore so much, you know. Yeah. Um, how crazy on a tour can it get? Because I know it's like a lot of a lot of stuff, thing moving and everything. I mean, like, 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 um, it like 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 is Gore one of your favorite bands to tour with, or do you have like other bands do you you know? That Guar tour was really amazing. It was the very end. It was the very end of the tour for the Wake, which was really successful too. So yeah. we had a great time. We love these guys, and it was a great concept of having like you know uh, 
the Guar mythology meeting the Voivod mythology on yes. the road. And, you know, um, yeah, I have very good uh, fond memories of this tour. Um, well, we've been very lucky um, uh, because um, we we got to tour with um, a lot of um, bands that uh, became very popular, like Fit No More and Soundgarden. And, but right. also we got to tour with our heroes like Rush, Ozzy, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, you know, and um, uh, so... Uh, uh, yeah, the, I think the 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 Rush tour in 1990 for the Nothing Face album is one highlight, and also uh, doing the Us Fest in 2003 uh, when Jason was both in Voivod and uh, Ozzy's band. You know, it was a very great uh, summer. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I, we've done we've done so many tours with uh, so many great bands. It's been a ride. Well, I can't imagine because, uh, you know, hearing you just say that, it's like, oh, my God, I wonder what this band was like on tour, that band on tour, but I know we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> so that's what that, that, that'd be like a two-hour yeah. run. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I, must, I must say that uh, some of the most exciting times were the first tours, like the first tour in USA in 86 with Celtic Frost and the first European tour with Possess in 86. Ooh. These were really uh, mind-blowing uh, because it was also a culture shock for me to tour internationally for the first time and so uh, and plus the trash metal movement was really exploding and uh, it was insane in USA in particular um, after every shows we did with Celtic Frost uh, about 50 cars would follow us to the hotel. Oh my God. <laughs> Party, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Party back in the hotel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We, we were all in our early twenties too. So, you know, we were pretty excited. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause the first tour is like, you know, I mean, I mean, nothing but for me, all first tour, you know, first tour has got to be you're, you're the, the pretty much your best experience since ever, you know, cause you're starting yeah. to get on and, yeah, learn everything. Yeah, so I, 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 I can't imagine when that must feel like too. Mm. That must feel like awesome, you know. But uh, since you mentioned Rush, um, there has been a debate, and I'm sure you've heard of the the, the, the debate between Neil Peart and uh, Peer, or Peart and uh, John Bonham. I think that. Well, okay, so I do think that Neil Peart's awesome and John Bonham's awesome. So I can't really pick which one's better. Um, hmm. I, I, me neither. Me neither. Right? Yeah. Because I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, cause, cause one week I I I constantly bought them, but on another week it's like Neil Peart got it in the bag. So I mean, you never know, you know. So. Oh man, you know my favorite drummers uh, are Terry Bozio uh, from Zappa, uh, Clive Burr from Iron Maiden, uh, Filthy Animal Taylor from Motorhead. Guy Evans from Vandergraaf Generator, but I couldn't, I would never be able to tell um, which one is better than the other because right. these are different styles in a way, you know. Yeah. So it's hard to compare styles. And actually, you know, I've um, I've um, listened to music with uh, drummers that were really not tight, but I really love their style. So it's you know that's a matter of taste as well. Yeah. <laughs> so these are uh, very. Uh, uh, it's uh, these are tough debates for sure right um so knowing that you're a drummer and okay so if, if i was to come to you and say what do i need to learn first to actually play drums well 
what what would be your advice? Is it like the foot pedal first or the or the left hand oh, right? You know. Well, I can only uh, tell you what I did. I uh, I every time I would hear uh, hear a beat, uh, I would try to play it slow to figure out the. Uh, the kick drum pattern versus the snare and hi-hat and all that and accelerate it until I reach the speed that's on the vinyl. So that's pretty much what I did for Motorhead and Iron Maiden and all that. Um, what um, I, I sort of had, um, um, I, um, how can I say, um, uh, I was a bit, uh, uh, I was like a step ahead because when I, uh, when I was a kid, I learned to play drums on, let's say, Elvis, Beatles. So later, when time came for me to play ECDC, it was the same beat as the Beatles, and and then Motorhead was the same beat as uh, Elvis. So I had it down right away. Uh, the D beat, we call it, you know. And uh, uh, so um, yeah, yeah. I was so that's it's pretty much uh, how, uh, all I can say, except for uh, one. There was a club um, um, in uh, where we grew up uh, in northern Quebec, where Anvil uh, would come, and um, and uh, we, we were big fans of Anvil, and um, I, and I was watching the drummer a lot, Rob, and I noticed that uh, the way when he had to play double hi hat, he was hitting the hi hat uh, one hit on the way down and one hit on the way up, and so mm. that keeps you from getting tendonitis. Because if you play like that, it goes. It's gonna go all the way through, you know. And that's some tricks like that that I learned watching other drummers uh, when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, because uh, yeah, it's a it's a really powerful thing that you don't want to mess up any any limbs on your body. Because I mean, as a drummer, you need all four limbs, you know. Yes. Oh. I uh, I have done um, a parallel uh, career of doing uh, graphic art uh, uh, and a lot of it on the computer. And uh, a couple of times, I sort of uh, ruined my body a bit uh, being uh, on the computer uh, too extensively, you know. Right. And uh, so I, uh, I had to buy books of uh, exercises to uh, make sure that I, uh, I stay in shape for the, the touring and the recording sessions and all that. I read on, on an article one time, I can't remember when, but, uh, but, but it said that you... Um, for some albums, do you use pre-recorded drums? Is that true? Um, pre-recorded like, drums, like um, like uh, like, um, like, uh, like like computerized drums. Like, sorry, can you repeat that? Computerized drums, like 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 in like um, I don't know how to explain this. Like um, like you uh, whenever you're recording an album. You you get on the computer and like uh, like uh do like drum beats on a on on a oh, computer. Uh, yeah, I had to do it for uh, the new album Synchro Anarchy because in um, uh, when we're in during the process, we came back from the Guar tour at the end of 2019 in Europe, and then we had a bit of a break uh, for the holidays. And early 2020, we started uh, meeting together to uh, record improvisations and riffs and ideas uh, from everybody and we recorded everything and it was in mid-march 
2020 that everything shut down because of the pandemic. Right. And so all of a sudden, uh, I had to uh, program the drums for the demo because I don't have a drum kit at home. And uh, it was a very ex uh, interesting experience. And uh, so we sort of built the album like a puzzle, uh, sharing files. Um, and we uh, we did the demos with programmed drums. And uh, so sometimes I would I would even like uh, send the uh, drum parts that are programmed without any music so the guys could have fun on it. And I took the opportunity of uh, putting a lot of thumb beats, like punk beats, you know, with the toms and the floor toms. And uh, so, um, uh, but uh, eventually we were, uh, able to uh, gather in a studio and morph it into Voivodian material. But for a while, we had to uh, build the album while socially distancing. But um, it gave us a new technique that will help us for the future releases, uh, future albums. And uh, I think they were, the future albums will be less apart because of that, because now we have uh, a technique to, uh, uh, I had seen Rocky and Chewie uh, work um, and write a lot uh, in the tour bus or backstage or in hotel rooms um, uh, on their laptop with Logic Pro. So uh, I decided to learn Logic Pro and uh, we all synced together and moving forward. <laughs> and that's that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Earlier, you mentioned the Beatles and Elvis, and I can't love you more <laughs> with those two bands because those, those two bands mean so much to me right now. Um, so here's a hard here's a hard question for you. If you had the opportunity to listen to either Elvis or the Beatles right now, which one would 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 you pick? The Beatles are still my favorite Beatles, band. Okay. Yeah, but it's because they were my first band, and uh, um, so um, yes, I um, uh, actually, you know, um, um, we are very excited because in um, uh, in the upcoming tour we uh, with Opet. We, we had a day off, so we took the opportunity of going to Hamburg to play a club where the Beatles started. Uh, so we're all very oh, excited. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, that's like the whole grill, right? Yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to play this uh, headline show in Hamburg uh, during the tour with Opet. Yeah, I love the Beatles, I think, a little bit more than Elvis, but Elvis is like the king of, of rock and roll, so you can't deny that. But yeah, the the Beatles have something in my soul that I can't really explain to you right now, which is great, you know, because some some music you can't really explain how it makes you feel inside, you know. Yes, from the the first time uh, there was a an album called Twist and Shout in Canada. It was sort of like the first album, but with different tracks for North America and Canada, and uh, and. Um, the first uh, song was uh, I saw her standing there yes. and I, I felt the drum energy, you know, and uh, yeah, I fell in love with the Beatles right away. A lot of people say that Ringo isn't much of a drummer, but I, I, I totally disagree. I mean, it's hard stuff, you know? He does exactly what needs to be done at the right place and uh, really tasteful and yeah, you can uh, you can uh, you can hear that it's him when it's when oh, he's yeah. playing and and when I saw, as a kid, I when I saw the movies, Hard Day's Night and um, Help, and 
I, I there were like live shots of uh, them, and I could not believe the energy he had on mm. drum. The whole kit is shaking. <laughs> right, almost like um, 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 Keith Moon. You were afraid that he would blow it up with with a bomb, right, or, or something. Big <laughs> fan. I'm a big fan of Keith Moon. Yeah. Uh, a huge fan as well. Yeah, he was gone too soon, you know, because. Who knows, you know, what, what awesome, awesome albums that they would have made with him, with him in mind. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, okay, so as a drummer, uh, what's the number thing that you, um, so what makes a good, a great drummer? Is it speed or is it technique or a, a little bit of both? Do you, do you think? Oh, uh, I think um, groove is the, the thing, you know, because... Um, you can be so tight that it will sound like something is being programmed on the beatbox, you know, and uh, so you can, uh, if you have the same dynamic all the way through to my taste, you can lose the groove. And uh, so if you, and all personally, I always try to keep the groove, even when we are playing um, uh, um, uh, music in weird time signatures, I try to keep a groove going and not become too complicated. And uh, if the crowd can still uh, head by on it, you know, yeah. it's all good. Right. right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because always, there's always got to be some cons- consistent motion with metal, you know. It's all, it's all, you know, feeling. So. Um, yeah. Okay. So you, uh, we, we, we've discussed that you've been in the band for, um, well, you've been in the, in the industry for um, 40, almost 40 years now, which is great, you know. 40 um, years, yeah. So, it's true. Yeah. So knowing the ins and out of this music industry, uh, what would you tell somebody if they wanted to be a musician in the in the time we are in now? Because I've talked to a few music, musicians, and Shim from Sick Puppy said to run away. Others say, and others say, go for it, you know. But I guess that's perception. What's what? Okay. What's your uh, what is it to be a musician these days? You mean? No, like if if, uh, if somebody wanted to start a music career in the industry okay. we are in now, what would you say? Oh, I would say um, uh, go for it and uh, uh, and find your own signature. That is the most important thing. Uh, find your own sound, own signature, and uh, um, also. Um, be prepared to be uh, very uh, perseverant, that's for sure. If anything, uh, I will be remembered as an example of perseverance. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Uh, so we discussed um, earlier that you've been on bands with, 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 you've been on tour with many bands. How does your band look for other bands to go on tour with? Or is it up to somebody else whether to book them? Oh, uh, well, we approach some bands. We wa- we are being approached by some bands and uh, they were and also we have a lot of recommendations from promoters and booking agents and we go through every link and we don't ignore uh, anybody right. and uh, and sometimes we are looking for something that's uh, very unique and not necessarily predictable. Uh, the last U.S. tour we did was with uh, a duo called Year of the Cobra, and we had a blast. People loved them, and uh, so um, that's a good thing with Voivod. We can play, we can tour with Napalm Death, but we can also tour with Opet or Rush 
or uh, we we played a show in Prague uh, in August uh, with um, uh, Melt Banana from Japan, and it was amazing. So uh, yeah, we can play with uh, uh, people from many different uh, styles of music and. Um, um, it's always been great for us uh, to be also appreciated by people into different scenes, you know. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, it's always a good thing to get to get uh, bands from different genres too, you know. Because because I'm a big big fan of like all kinds of music. It doesn't matter, you know. Just good music. Yeah. It's gotta be good music for me, you know. Uh, yes, uh, sometimes you know. Um, uh, people like it if we tour. Uh, we go on tour with um, a tech metal band. But they will also appreciate it if we tour with a psychedelic band or a very or a doom band like Yab. Uh, with uh, that tour with Yab uh, in uh, 2019 was really successful across North America. You know. Right. Yeah. So, I got a few um, uh, questions from fans, if you don't mind, and, and before yeah. we let you go. Uh, so my cousin Jessica asked, "Where did you get the band name from?" But I looked up on the on the internet, so you don't have to answer this because I know you answered this a bunch of times. Um, but it says the internet says that Voivod's name comes from the character created by Away You, that many of the songs are based around, inspired by heavy metal magazine and getting the word Voivod from Dracula, which is odd because I, I never knew that. Uh, you created the Voivod character, is that yeah. Right? I created the Voivod character um, when I was a teenager because I wanted to be an artist for the magazine called Heavy Metal. Right. And uh, and um, so I created I created this word with the, this nuclear vampire called Voivod guarding a planet called Morgoth and all that. But this this uh, this was uh, for um, comic books uh, I wanted to do, and uh, but later. Uh, 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 in early 83, uh, we we're looking for a name and I mentioned Voiva to the guys, they loved it. But they first, they first wondered what it was and I explained the concept. And then they, they, uh, they, they thought it'd be great to uh, develop the whole thing through the 80s. So yeah, we did, it was really cool. And uh, we were trying to, um, uh, you know, find catchy names uh, so people could remember. And uh, the guy, the guys called me away because uh, when I was doing going to university in science, I would always, uh, because of homework, uh, show up at rehearsal uh, really late or not at all. <laughs> and also, when I would leave uh, the rehearsal, they would find drawings everywhere that I would leave, um, uh, you know, on on notepads and all that. And they called me away because of that. Well, homework always sucks, you know. Classwork always sucks, so. Yeah, who cares? Okay, so for my friend Kyle Neely, which is a band called Patchels and Logos, I I encourage you to look them up because they're an awesome band too. Um, he cool. has he has three questions for you if you don't mind. He sure. says, "Do you think that the album of, of yours called Nothing Face, which came in in 1989, um, do you think that inspired the band Nothing Face to name their band after the album? Does that oh, have any connection? Uh, do you think?" I, I would I would think so since the, since uh, uh, both uh, words are stuck together, but I can't, I could not confirm it. Um, right. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I guess I would have to, to ask a band of that thing, face, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he also asked. Um, uh, uh, let's see here. 
what has been the most expect unexpected change in the, in the musical landscape during your career? Was it grunge, heavy metal, or like new metal? Uh, uh, unexpected. Unexpe yeah, he he sees it un unexpected. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good question. When we toured with Fate No More and Soundgarden uh, in 1990 across North America, we could already feel the wind changing um, uh, with uh, the new uh, alternative rock uh, becoming yes. more and more popular and. Uh, the, the even the move of the crowd was different it was not a mosh pit it was like a big wave and uh, so we felt like something was coming which uh, really uh, sort of um, I guess influenced us into writing Angel Rat uh, more of an alternative metal album right. but when Nirvana uh, released uh, Nevermind that um, uh, I think the heavy metal bands felt like, probably felt like when all the bands from the 60s felt like when the Beatles showed up, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> we were like, okay, this is like, um, um, this is really something fresh. Right. And uh, a new decade, a new generation. And uh, this uh, this took every um, everything by storm, but we, um, uh, we really embraced it. I, uh, you know, it's. Um, uh, I really loved the band and the, the music and all that. Um, so yeah, I think the grunge movement uh, is um, definitely uh, something that hadn't happened in a long time. Right. Yeah. Because I, because I believe that that Nirvana released Nevermind in '93, and they just like took it all from there. You know, I mean. Oh, they uh, they released Nevermind in '91. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. And and uh, and uh, it was a new era, right? Yeah, because you, yeah. you had Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, something different, all all just, just mm -hmm. boomed after Nirvana, you know, took charge. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, he also said in in the the new music that just kept the new music video uh, that just came out uh, like two or two or three days ago. He yeah. Says, Quest for nothing, um, off the album Synchro Anarchy. Uh, he asked what inspired the video and who directed it, and I just watched it, and, and it's like, it's awesome, but it makes you wonder, like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah. So what, what, what inspired the video? Well, yeah, the the video is uh, made with AI uh, technology, okay. and um, so uh, there there is a big debate about it, uh, and but it's. Um, it's something that totally fits with the Voivod world, you know, and uh, uh, it's our uh, Luc, um, Luc Leclerc uh, is our webmaster for Voivod. Um, I, um, he showed me what he could do with uh, AI generated uh, art uh, uh, with animation. And uh, I had seen the um, AI uh, art uh, popping online a few months ago. I was blown away, but when I saw what could be done, um, uh, with animation, I could not believe. It's just um, an acceleration in terms of visuals, uh, technology uh, that I did not expect. You know, uh, it would take 300, year, uh, 300 years to do it without AI. <laughs> right, exactly. But, but there's, I know there's a bit of debate because it's sort of, um, 
digging uh, through the collective online consciousness and there there will be a lot of debate about uh, uh, rights and you know so uh, but it's probably going to be a healthy debate uh, I, I think I was told uh, when I bought an Amiga in the 80s to jump to digital art I was already told it was not art uh, so um, you can uh, I mean, you can pick a fight against AI, but you ain't gonna win. You ain't gonna win that fight. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, because AI, AI is getting freakishly like like weird now. Because because I was watching the movie and uh, it had Robert De Niro as you know as him right now, like you know old. But during the movie, it it reverted back to him when he was like like twenty three or something. I mean, it is freaky, you know. So. Do you think that the AI would take over the Earth one day? And I mean, like, do you think that 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 our nightmares would become true later on? Well, uh, you know, uh, I, it goes back to the movie Colossus that I was I watched in the seventies, where AI could do uh, a mistake and uh, destroy the whole planet thinking that another AI is attacking is the scenario that scares me the most. Right. Yeah, it's weird. I, I hope that never happens, you know, in my lifetime, at least. Um, <laughs> okay, so we have two more questions for you. This comes from Paul Christensen, uh, the drummer of, of Passover's Logos. He said, okay, so he, he has like the most difficult question ever in this interview. He says, I would love to know this. Could you, in four words, describe what is what's like what it is like to be in Boyvard? Four four words. Okay. Which is hard. Um, it's okay. Very long interstellar roller coaster. There you go. Yes, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> awesome! I, awesome! I, I think he's gonna love you for that too. Okay, so we, so now we got one more question. And then we'll 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 let you go eat or do whatever you want you do, whatever you do you know, uh okay okay so, uh, this podcast is called when words fail music speaks, that can be anything from the truth, is there right now is there like a band or an artist that you can tell me that 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 uh that you can think of that you can't when you hear we hear the song or the artist's name you can't tell me how much it makes you feel. Like it's so, it, like it's so deep in your soul. You can't tell me how much you love that. Do you understand what I'm saying? I like to uh, name a band that whenever I hear it, I have a very uh, intense uh, emotion about it. Yes, that you can't tell anybody how it makes you feel deep inside. Oh, okay. That I can't tell anybody. Well, I mean, I mean, it's so emotionally like meaningful to you. You know, you can't express that emotion. Oh, uh, I guess uh, I would say uh, my heroes, Van der Graaf Generator. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. But, you know, they, it depends. Uh, I could also name Tool because uh, cool. Piggy, who passed away in 2005, was listening to Tool all the time. And to this day, it's been very difficult for me when I hear a Tool song somewhere. Yeah, Tool is one of the, uh, one of the, the music was weird, but it's so good, you know? It's like, okay, that captures my soul yeah. in so ways, you know? I can't explain it to you, yeah. 
yeah it's uh it's too good uh it's um yeah it's mind-blowing yeah you know like sometimes with sometimes i will see a band as well uh while uh, uh playing festivals uh, i will see a band that will totally totally blow my mind and uh like meshuga or you know and the last one i saw that blew my mind was we last time we played um uh heavy montreal big festival in montreal uh i went to watch uh gojira yes and i could not believe what i was seeing man it's amazing yeah gojira is awesome too i love that yeah so for anybody who's listening to us right now you can visit boyvard at boyvard.com facebook is boyvard and instagram is boyvard official as well as the twitter boyvard.net all spelled out we would love to have you back anytime you want to come on. We have a new um, series called Cover Wars, where we take your favorite song. I go in and find two different covers of that song, and we'll listen to them live, talk about it, enjoy you know enjoy good music. So I I honestly do thank you very much for coming on, sir. Thank you for having me, and uh, anytime I can come back. Yes, sir. Please come back. Please come back soon. <laughs> Sooner than later. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Recording stopped. Awesome. That was good. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, man. Yes, we'll see you. We I think we're gonna be uh, uh we're gonna go across USA in May next year. So hopefully I'll see you down the road. Well I'll buy a ticket and then meet you backstage probably. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> cool. awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um uh, Cheers. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so I'm gonna um ask Nikki if um if we can release this this episode as soon as we can, if so. Um, then I'll be able to share it to you and you can share it to other platforms too. So thank you yeah. very much from the bottom of my heart. Thank, thank you. you so I will much. share it on all, Vo- all Voivod outlets. Yes, thank you thank very you. much. Thank you very much, man. We, I think we're going to be, uh, uh, we're going to go across USA in May next year. So hopefully I'll see you down the road. Well, I'll buy a ticket and then meet you backstage probably. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> cool. awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, uh, Cheers. yeah, uh, uh, uh Okay, so I'm gonna um, ask Nikki if um, if we can release this, this this episode as soon as we can. If so, um, then I'll be able to share it to you, and you can share it to other platforms too. So thank you yeah. very much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I will share it on all Vo- all Voivod outlets. Yes, thank, thank you. Very you. Much. Thank you very much, man.